Warning! Beyond this point, mascots and members of the mascot community will be getting unsuited. This is The Unsuited Interviews. Hello and welcome back to The Unsuited Interviews. Hey, I got Tim Laverne on the line. Hey, Tim, how's it going? Hey, what's up, man? How are you? Tim, first question out of the gate. Are you ready to get unsuited? Let's do this. All right, Tim, how do people know you? Man, I've been doing this for going on 20 years now as a performer. Uh, and um, I went full-time, uh, you can say, with the Allen Americans, a.k.a. Biscuit, uh, this past season. Um, and then I did some work with the Dallas Cowboys for four years and uh, some other area teams here in Dallas-Fort uh, Worth area. And um, attended some of the mascot games in Florida uh, back in 2012, 2011. And how was that experience? Are you talking about for the games or just yeah. overall? Yeah, was specifically the mascot games. Uh, it was it was different. Uh, that was actually my first time to go anywhere uh, to represent um, the Dallas Cowboys um, and everything, which is out of the norm. But I enjoyed my experience. You know, I hope to go back soon um, and and you know represent a new team. So you're obviously from Texas, based on the accent. Um, uh, wait, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you think is something that is, uh, I guess, Texas mascots are most known for? Surviving the heat. That's ah, what too. we're. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when I was with with a, a minor league team, uh, baseball, it was a hundred and two degrees outside. It was a hundred and forty-five in the suit. Man. So I, you know. I guess we're just known, just you know, as uh, as some good performers. Everything, everything from Texas is, is pretty good. That's good. Um, so uh, going early on in your in your your life, um, what was the the thing that you remember the most, or the first thing you remember about becoming a uh, a mascot or wanting to be a mascot? Uh, it actually started in school. Uh, my elementary my sister was a cheerleader and our our um, mascot for the school was a hornet and when we watched basketball games and high school games and stuff like that i didn't watch the game i was watching what the character did the mascot and from then uh i started when i was 12 i started off as the easter bunny and did some local uh, police and fire characters like Smokey, sparky mcgruff um, and did that for many years. Um, and then I went to a collegiate league in the Dallas area. Was there two years. Got voted mascot of the year. Uh, we got I got a championship ring with the team. And then went to a minor league team that was uh, affiliates with the Texas Rangers. I was there four years. Um, got to learn from uh, many different groups. Uh, David Raymond actually made our suits, uh, Rainbow Entertainment, and they got to custom fit it around me because I had a new character, and it was a female. Uh, so playing that part was a little different, uh, knowing that the performer was a male at that time. Um, and then I went on to, uh, I said, this networking with uh, a guy at Dallas Cowboys. They were looking for a performer in a certain area, and I was the closest, and after we did our appearance, 
he was like, hey, I'm looking for some, some new performers. Um, you want to be on the team? So basically, that was my interview, and I didn't even know it. Wow. And I was I was with them for four years. On and off with the Americans um, from 2011, 2017, I was basically the backup or as needed. And uh, and last season, I, I did a few appearances or a few games with my boss, uh, who was also a performer with me at the Rough Riders uh, in Frisco. And, uh, and then when this season, last season ended, they actually called him back and said, Hey, we want you, we want you to main, be the main performer. So, and then come, come full circle. Well, I actually took two years off. Um, when I left the Cowboys in 2000, uh, what was it? 16, 15, 2015. I took two years off and my, what last year I was like, I want to get back in it. And then I started getting, I got a phone call to come help a few games and uh and that was kind of it and then coming coming into this season you know redoing the program and making him more active uh it's been noticed uh by many people uh and they're and they're pleased with how the how their uh, mascot is uh representing the team and the league so yeah so uh it's biscuit's been very visible on social media um i love the suit who did the suit uh, uh, well, you interviewed her a couple of weeks back, uh, Kelly from Amazing Mascots. All right, so it's an amazing mascot, and that's a redo, right? The biscuit existed before this this costume that I'm I'm seeing now, right? Yeah, it was a different company, um, and of of course it was it was getting some bad shape, um, and then last year uh, was the first year. I think the the first suit was about eight years, nine years old, um, and then last year they revamped it, made the head a little. Uh, look a little different uh mainly everything else was basically the same they changed the feet to shoes instead of paws uh, but he doesn't have a, a wider mouth this is more enclosed and it just looks a younger younger bulldog okay yeah i agree um with your experience in the past and getting the new suit um were there any things that you wanted in the suit or parts that like you know you definitely have the belly and Instead of going with the the paws, you went with shoes. Uh, are there any other aspects of the suit that you wanted to have in there? Um. Well, they they didn't. I didn't have any say so at that time on, on the suit uh, because I wasn't really involved at that time, and uh, they didn't add the tail back. Now the original suit had the tail uh, when I did a few games, a few appearances, but uh, young kids pulled it off. <laughs> So, um, you know, I, I would do my best to sew it back on, but as soon as I did that, they would pull it off, and I was like, okay, we, I got you. So they just kind of basically, I guess, now I'm assuming this is just my opinion, I think they shipped the 012 to Kelly, and then Kelly just basically revamped the whole suit. Um, now, the O suit had paws, but when they first got it, the, the, the first year, uh, an intern lost the hands, the paws, to the suit. So for about nine years, they had hockey gloves uh, instead of paws. And when they redid the suit, they brought the paws back, which is nice because you can actually hold stuff and you know write and all that stuff. Oh, I agree. I think um, hockey gloves on a mascot's like the biggest cop out. Right, right, yeah. So um, now we we do have 
you know, the Osu in production, uh, when we're not able to do it, our backup takes care of the other appearances. Uh, but mainly we use a new suit in for appearances and also just the game itself. Um, well, when we do our school shows, you know, sometimes we put those suit in production, but it's not, it's not completely out. Um, it, it's just not as, as, uh, visible as a new one. So what are some things that you're doing this season to kind of get biscuit and the mascot program off the ground even more? Um, well, we're, we're staying active on his social media. I know you've been following, you know, through, well, it's baby, baby, maybe since November, yeah. October. Um, and you've done a, a few plugins for us. Um, we, we're trying to bring back the kids program. Uh, there's been a lot of fan support. I'm getting more things in the team store uh, for Biscuit. Uh, we have a foam finger. It's, it's shipped as a paw with Biscuit's face on it. Um, but there's there's not as much items at, at represent Biscuit. And so our fans have been really coming to me asking for more. Uh, we had a plush doll back in 2011, 2012 uh, that they that they stopped ordering. And so I'm in production with a um, a vendor to get that back in back in production, and we have a prototype. We have we have it in hand. Uh, we're working on getting the process started, maybe with a sponsor or, or just in general. Uh, we have a team store, um, and and just being ambassador for the team. Uh, we you know I know you, you your on studio has noted us uh, noticed us on social media and so has the omgs um the uh in in vernon in british columbia so uh we're being noticed uh and even our 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 longtime fans have noticed uh a big big change not just in the crowd but um you know in the community in the in on the ice um and even their overall game day experience we haven't had a good season this year. Um, you know, that's it is what it is. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. Uh, but the a few of the fans have said, "We just come to see you." That's that's all. That's all. We just we just want to come see you. That's awesome. You, you know, and so that that actually makes me. You know, I don't want to have an ego and say, you know, it's all about me or, or whatnot. But it mainly just the program itself. You you know, because they they come back just to experience a good time with their family, their friends. And that, and that's what my goal is for each game is people leave happy. They have memories. They can smile. They can laugh. Um, and how I treat our small little, little fans. Um, when I went to a boot, boot camp in 2010, when I was younger, um, you know, I, I've kept some of those lessons. I've learned how to handle small children uh, that, you know, don't understand what what is this big dog doing, or or why you know how to how to kind of calm down. We're not scared of you know a big dog or a big elephant, etc. So you know, over the years, you know, you just kind of learn and, and keep growing um, to get better. And that's you know, studying video, studying um, you know the character. You know, it's not me on it's not me on the inside because when I'm on the outside, when it's just me, I'm I'm not like that. I'm basically shy. 
you know, I, I'm quiet. You know, I don't do all the belly shaking and flashing my sh- my my shirt. But when I get in that character, it's like I come, you know, uh, I turn into who this uh, mascot is. Yeah, definitely. And you brought up some things about some tips, and I think it's important. I think we have a lot of younger, um, new performers or people just just want to yeah. try it out. What are some tips? Some because you've been doing this for twenty years, longer than I have been. <laughs> what are what are some things that you know now um that you wish you would have known when you started uh not to not to force uh, you know go back to the kids when they're hollering not just not to force your presence on them if they're not having it walk away eventually they may come back to you uh, and then that at that time you can revamp uh or how how to approach them get on your knees play picky boo with them you know uh we have a squeaker in, in, in his uh biscuits uh finger it's like a dog a squeaker and so it, it, it a lot of people laugh about it because it's a it's a toy squeaker and this biscuit you know he's american bulldog so when when they don't know how to react i use those that resource in my fingers to get their attention and then they start smiling or or, or whatnot uh, I hit my nose or I hit uh, somebody's bald head with it and they love it. Um, and just don't go so hard at the beginning of, of your event. Brace yourself. When I was, um, I did Relay for Life uh, with the American Cancer Society as McGruff and I went 12 hours straight. And I took a few breaks, but mainly I was in the suit for, for 12 hours. I was walking around the track. And I'm not a big monster fan or energy drink fan, but I had three within one hour. <laughs> and so, uh, because I was, I was trying to keep that energy going. Uh, and I've just learned, you know, just to really just pace yourself. Uh, don't, don't go hard at, at right at your 30, you know, right at opening gate, you know, go out there, walk around, take a few pictures. And then right before you start, just take, you can take a break. And then when the intro starts, you just you just ramming up, and then just pace yourself throughout the game. Uh, you know, do sweet visits, and uh, when you're in a crowd, you know, don't don't be in one spot too long. Just get there, say hello, take a few pictures, dance a little bit, and then just move. Because if you stay state stationary, then it gets boring, and people don't want to people don't want to see you anymore. So I try to stay. If I go in one section, I try to stay there five ten minutes or less. And then do my thing and move on, uh, and then go to another section. I may skip a section uh, in the arena, uh, it, but I come back to those that I miss just so I'm not on one side for so long. Now you're in you're in Texas and I'm in Florida, so we know we know the heat. We know, yeah, we know yes, yes. What are some tips and how do you how do you plan for a day where you know you're going to be outside in the heat? Play. You start drinking the day before water. Uh, can we, can I say Gatorade? You can say whatever you want to. They're not paying us. Okay. All right. So <laughs> Gatorade, Power, Powerade. Uh, just start getting hydrated the, the night the day before. Uh, watch what you eat. That's that's the important thing, and that's something I have learned at the camps that I attended uh, when I was younger. Watch what you eat. Uh, the, the day before and the day of of your event, your game, uh, nothing fried. And you know, try try to limit 
heavy stuff. You know, you got to eat, you got to get some energy, but but don't have nothing heavy, you know, hours before your game, especially an hour before you get in suit because I've done that before. Totally mistake. So, uh, you know, just 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 make sure you stay hydrated. It's it just a number one rule that I've, you know, I have in my in my room, in my little break room. I have we have a, a company that sponsors us for water. I have one of the whole boxes in my room, and sometimes my promo team crew comes in there and takes a few waters, and you know, I'm like I'm like drunk, y'all. You know, <laughs> don't take my, don't take my water. So, uh, but it's cool though. You know, I, I know they work hard too, and I appreciate what them what they do, and so I don't mind sharing. Uh, but you know, know your limits. Um, if you can only be in the suit for thirty minutes, be in the suit for thirty minutes and take a break. Don't don't try to be macho performer starting off uh especially this if this heat is no joke uh i thought i was uh okay at an event that i was at i had i had a a stomach virus a week before and i thought i had it uh cure and clear uh when this event was came i got in that suit that texas heat was no joke i had to take the head off and i just vomited and i was like i'm done i can't get back in the suit you know so your safety is priority. So make sure, you know, you stay hydrated. You know, I, I'm not no, you know, no no skin no skinny person. You know, I have some um, uh, fluffiness to me. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not over. I mean, I'm not. I'm not huge or anything. You know, in weight. You know, overweight, but. You know, I've been this, this you know, say um, two, 190, 200 pounds uh, for a long time. But I know how to control it because I've been doing uh, performance for so long. So um, just just make sure you take care of yourself in this heat um, and in and, and costume. All right. You brought it up. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to ask the question. What is it that you ate that was the worst thing before a performance? Uh, I ate like six slices of pizza, chicken strips, uh, all in one sitting, and uh, and that wasn't a good thing. Oh, that, that wasn't salt, yeah, yeah, that wasn't a that wasn't a good thing. So, uh, I you know I I've learned my lesson. So you know I I think we all have had that tr- that trial, uh, and we test the waters, and you know we didn't win. Yeah, I think the worst for me, and I was with John at the time, was clam chowder an hour before um, an outdoor parade. Ah, man. Uh, yeah, that was uh, the, the grossest thing it's ever been. Um, yeah, it's pretty bad. Did you, have, did you have to clean the inside of the suit? Oh, no, I don't, I'm not a puker. Um, <laughs> I was I, in marching band. I did the same thing. I decided to have a big old bowl of cereal before marching a four-mile parade. In yeah. our wool suits, and it was a good idea. Basically, you just you could taste it curdling in your stomach. Yeah, you yeah. can taste then, you're making cheese, and it's the grossest thing in the world. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty messed up. That's pretty so, messed uh, up. Let's um, let's kind of move on to you know why did you become a mascot? What what is what is it that draws you to sweating and being sore and putting on twenty pounds of you know of costume? What what is it that attracts you to that? You know. I don't know. I don't know what made me get into this. Um, like I said earlier, I was watching our our uh, school mascot when we were at sporting events and stuff like that, and it just something just drew me to that. And 
when I started doing the mascot thing when I was 12, I just got hooked and I've been hooked ever since. Um, and like I tell people, I said, listen, I can get in that suit. I can shake my belly. I can, I can act the fool. Nobody knows who I am until now. Um, but I'm also getting paid and it's legal uh, because a lot of my co-workers, they, they just like, how do you do? You're not even the same person when you get in suit. It just, you know, once I zip up and put that head on, I become somebody totally different. And it's so, it, it just, it, it's just weird. I, I can't explain it. I know you, you probably have been in the same situation. You know, you don't act all crazy. And then when you get in suit, it's just like a whole different world. Nobody knows you and you can just go just everywhere oh yeah um in an article they uh when i i needed a quote they asked me you know about the difference and i said think of it like fight club where like, brad pitt is my character right like, it's me going over the top it's me being able to be the popular one the, the good looking one everything that i'm not right and it's that moment where you can actually feel comfortable in somebody it's like being in somebody else's skin yes and yes. so and i think that's it's important because a lot of people do Notice that it's the the great performers are really quiet and right. reserved, and you don't see it until they're in a costume. Like, wait a minute, yeah, yeah. And you know, when I was with the uh, first group Rough Riders, um, you know, they brought in a character. Uh, it was a female prairie dog uh, because the main one was uh, his name was Deuce, so he was the original uh, mascot at that time. Okay. And th and then they brought in another sad, a secondary character which was aka his cousin Daisy. <laughs> uh, and so you know Deuce had a certain height limit and you know it was it was like 6 foot and above. And see I'm only 5'7" so over the years you know it, it's kind of been discouraging when they're like hey you have to be this tall 5'10" and above and I'm like y'all don't even know my work. So let me let me get in a suit and I'll show y'all you know, what I can do. Um, but, you know, that's been a lot of, uh, you know, bumps in the road that, you know, I applied for, you know, certain teams and stuff like that, you know, and that's a requirement. You have to be so tall. Isn't but, that crazy? Yeah, and, and it is. And I don't think that's really, you know, I don't think it's fair because some of the characters, to me, like Biscuit, he, he doesn't need to be this seven-foot dog. You know, to me, he's a perfect height you know, right now. And I think that's, and I get it. If you're shorter, I think it should always be, what is the height limit? Because right. obviously um, I've been in a suit that was designed for about <coughs> two inches or three inches shorter than I am. I'm six, two. Yeah. So, and you can see the, where the, the, the tightness and the sleeves and the, the legs are going to come. But if you're shorter than what the recommended is, it should still work because the legs just get tucked in. Right, right, and uh, um, um, you know, with with Daisy, she was built to be a little shorter than Deuce uh, because they did it him. I think six one, six two. So at that time, they flew me out to New York um, to one of Raymond Entertainment Studios, and they customized it to my height, and was able to even give more leg room, arm room for you know other performers that were that were a little taller just so they had that cushion and um you know when they were like how do you feel about being a or portraying a female character i was like listen 
Nobody knows that there's a man inside the, the suit. You know, I practice some feminine, you know, uh, walks and, and skips and all that stuff. And, you know, kind of went bigger uh, than normal. And uh, a lot of, for a couple of years, a lot of people didn't know that it was a man inside. You know, only a few people knew. And uh, I, I just think that, that just spoke character, uh, spoke of me as the character uh, and as a performer that you couldn't tell who was on the inside. Yeah, I think I think once you stop seeing the character and you start focusing on a performer in the inside, whether it's male or female, but if you can, you know, you're watching a character perform and you're like, there's a person in there. I think once you break that, you know, that illusion, I mean, right. you know there's somebody in there, but sometimes people are so good inside the costume that you really do, you know, just there's that disbelief that there's a person in there that's a, it's a, a living human, you know, a living, right. breathing character. Right, right. And I think right. that's important. Now, we talked about, you know, the best parts. What's some, what's some, what are the, what are the worst parts about being a mascot? Oh, uh, worst part. Because we um, know they're, they're there. It's, it exists. Yeah. Um, you know, like, you know, sometimes needing a handler or a bodyguard to walk with you. Uh, I, I'm pretty, uh, over the years, I, I have done it by myself for so long that I have it down that, uh, you know, at times I don't need a, a bodyguard, uh, and that sometimes um, I'm like, man, I wish I had a guard with me or, or, or a handler with me to catch some of these moments on video or pictures. <laughs> uh, because sometimes the when you're when we're at the games, I'm doing so much stuff in the crowd that I don't get to see. And people are recording, all the fans are recording, and I'm like, man, I wish I had those videos and and. Uh, uh, and and then I, sometimes I can't find them, you know, because or they don't post them or or whatnot. Um, but with with our with our league, it's not that bad not having one following you. But sometimes they're just in the way for me. Uh, either they're too far back, or the or they're right up on you. And you know, when you're turning around real quick, you your punchline or whatever you're trying to do is just ruined because you know they in your way. Um, now when I'm at community events, sometimes not having one is, is, is off, is bad. Uh, when I was McGruff, um, let's see, I don't know, it was probably about 10 years ago, you know, I was walking around uh, another Relay, Relay for Life event, um, and I never had this issue. Well, this kid came up behind me with their cardboard box and just hit me blindsided. I had, I just reacted and I just started chasing them. And, and I can, I was like, oh, you better stop. You they know, hit don't McGruff? Look. Yeah, they hit McGruff right the, in the back of the head. The cop, the cop dog? The cop dog. <laughs> <laughs> so the kids thought it was funny, but when I turned around and I started and they ran, they didn't know I, I was, I could run with them. They they thought that I was going to just let it go. So when they ran, I ran with them. And, and that's what, you know, I know we talked about earlier for, you know, our new beginners and performers, you know, get in the suit uh, and know your vision. If it's a mouth or if it's the eyes, uh, don't wait until the day of your event to put it on, and you can't and you have no clue. Uh, and, and the vision is hard. Um, and so, when I did McGruff for so many years, I knew where to, where to look. I knew where, where my points, vision points were. Um, and even any of the suits I, I, I was in uh, were in, you know, some like Daisy, you know, with with Raymond's. Uh, 
designs, most of them are in, are in the character's neck and not the eyes or mm-hmm. the mouth. So with Daisy, I was looking at a person's, uh, an adult's waist most of the time. Um, and Or if I looked really face-to-face at you, with my face and your face, my the character's eyes would be looking in the sky. So a lot of times during the game, I'm looking at your waist to make her eye level with you. And let's just say my neck got strong after a while. Yeah, it does. So uh, yeah. what is the worst beating you've ever taken inside a costume? Oh, um, when I was actually going through the stands at the when I was with the Rough Riders. So uh, there was one row that was empty, and I had to get to a point B, uh, and I didn't see one of, the, one of the seats down. Well, when I went right past it, my shin caught oh, it, oh. and I – Oh, I wanted to just fall over right then. Oh. And I just kept, as a before, I just kept going and kept going. <coughs> Excuse me. I just kept going. And so I didn't know that I did some damage to my shin. Um, when I took the suit off that night, I, there was so much, there was blood running, there was uh, dry blood on my on my shin. And it, it had a big bruise like for at least four or five days because I hit it so hard. Um, another, another thing is wearing contacts. Uh, there's been a time where I'm in a suit and it's just, I'm just sweating because it's so hot. W- one of my contacts pops out. And so I'm really on the scene with one eye and I'm like, Oh no, I can't, you know, it, and it, it makes your job a little harder, uh, because you can't, you're ha- you can halfway seen halfway not. Um, and so, you know, you have to hurry up and get back to the room. And luckily, I, I carry that supplies with me, you know, uh, cough drops, gum, um, uh, contacts, eye solution, if, you, if you're if you wearing contacts. Now, I have had another issue where my skull cap, I have, two, I have a, a head cover that covers my whole face, and then I have two skull caps on. And so w- one or two times at, at a, an event – that skull cap basically covered the front of my face. So I was walking in darkness. <laughs> I've been there. I've done that. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I could see through the, the, the fabric, but I couldn't really, I had to be careful. So luckily, you know, one of those events was at a school show promoting our bully program. And when we had a break or we ended the show, I was telling my uh, MC, I was like, man, during the middle of that show, my cap went over my face, and so I couldn't see nothing. And he's like, I couldn't tell. I was like, well, I just had to keep going on. You know, the show must go on. So, uh, you know, stuff like that um, is probably some of the worst things that I've experienced, but I just learned to handle it and just do what I got to do and get to my room and, and kind of regroup. Now, you're a family man. You've got you've got kids. you got a kid, right, and one on the way? Yeah, I got one. I got I got a five year old uh, little girl, and I'm about to have another girl uh, next Friday. Congratulations! Thank you. Uh, yeah. So you said another girl? Yes, another girl. So is, there's going to be three girls, and and poor old me. Uh, is the name going to be Biscuit or anything associated like that? No, no. We we kind of we thought about gravy, but uh, uh, it, it didn't work out. So uh, you know, I, speaking of you know of our of the kids, you know. When I bring the suit home uh, to take care of it and re- you know wash it and all that good good stuff, uh, my five year old she's like, 
can we do a biscuit junior like a little biscuit costume and i'm like maybe that you know maybe and you know she's put on the head before and uh you know she's like look what i can do and uh you know she's like record me record me um and you know she didn't understand it at first but now that um now that i'm bringing it home and, and all this stuff and uh she's really gotten into it so she's not she knows she already knew what i i did mascot stuff but she never really saw me bring it home until like this season um but she's always um want to lay on the body when it comes out of the dryer because it's so warm and stuff like that and she tries to put on the hoop uh the belly and she's like how how you how you dance uh how do you shake your booty? And I'm like, you, bo- <laughs> you, you know, you move the hips, put your hands on the hoop and just shake it. And so, and she's like, why do you flash people? I'm like, I'm not flashing. This gets flashing. So it, it's fun to interact with her, um, with, with, uh, the mascot and, and stuff like that. Yeah. It's always funny when like my kids get it with uh, my yeah. three, they, they see the bodies, the, the, the characters and everything. I mean, I look like a taxidermist some days. <laughs> right. And right. then when the neighbor kids come over and they see it in the garage, they panic cause they're, they're not used to seeing a giant in a like, dog head or whatever character I have at right. the time. Um, yeah. So with, with your daughter having, I mean, have you guys talked about maybe having a small suit made and the name in the character gravy? Cause come on biscuit and gravy. <laughs> You well, you know, that's a possibility. You know, we, we're, we're planning some things for next season. Uh, we're looking at maybe adding another uh, character, maybe an inflatable. Um, we don't, we're still in the process of what we're going to do next year. We got so many things that we want to bring in next year, this next season, uh, that it's going to be, we're going to take the biscuit program to the next level. Uh, we already got a good hit with, um, with the school shows, we they didn't really do them until this year. Uh, we have one of my former friends uh, that I was with with the Rough Riders has, is now the director of entertainment, and so uh, he's let me have full range of the program and uh, new biscuit grams, Valentine's grams, uh, and just basically uh, make the program what it, what it hasn't been. And so you know. Having maybe having uh, a few of those uh, characters like, uh, you know, the famous chicken where the kids come out and slap yeah. the umpires, you know, maybe something like that or uh, maybe, you know, a, a true outfit. You know, we don't we don't know. But I would think, you know, I think having a little mini me uh, following me and, uh, you know, maybe, you know, my five year old could do it. But you know she she's a little diva, so she don't like a lot of swe- <laughs> she don't like a lot of sweat. You know we tried her out softball last year, and she's like, I don't like this. It's hot. I don't want to be out here. So with her getting a suit, it might be a little different. <laughs> now is your wife like that? Is like she, what? Does she does she not like the heat? Like my wife can't. She does not like to sweat. Yeah, my wife is like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's like, I want you when I'm washing the suit. You know, I put everything in the large laundry room and you know when i'm cleaning the hoop i hang it on the bathroom uh shower pole and she's like i wish you'd get this out, out of the house <laughs> <laughs> she said it just takes up too much room and you know one day i had the biscuit head on the on the uh washer facing the door so when she opened the door and turned the light on you know biscuit was looking right at it and it scared her to death so that cracked me up and she, and she kept and she turned it the other way, and I turned it back the other way. She's like, "Will you stop? That scared me." So it cracked me up. But 
uh, you know, she's like, your body, your bag stinks. I'm like, that's a true performer. Mm-hmm. I said, if it, if it doesn't stink, then you're not doing right. So she's like, you need to give it a bath. I said, you know, I, I do give it a bath. So, and, you know, I use different colognes when I go out because I hate smelling horrible. Uh, even after I wash it, I don't like how, if I'm going out in the public or in a concourse or in the stands, I always smell, uh, spray on some cologne. Sometimes I have two different clothes on, and it's not overbearing. I mean, it's not strong. But it just, when people hug you or are close to you, they don't smell the sweat. They smell, you know, the, the cologne. And uh, even when I wash the suits, I can still smell the cologne in the shirt. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I probably have used too much. But people like it, though, so I, I know, and I keep doing it. So, um, you know, every now and then, I'm on my third bottle right now uh, going into, you know, if it's the end of the season, I'm going on my third bottle. So, uh, you know, I like to stay fresh. So it's not like Febreze. You're actually sh- like putting on some kind of like what, what cologne do you use? What's your, what's your go to? Uh, well, they're not paying you for sponsorship. So, you know, I do Adidas. I do black. Um, I do. Uh, there's another one. I think it's called uh, golden black or something like that. Um, and these are, you know, spray cans. These are actually in glass bottles. So. It, it, oh, curves. So I, I do some good stuff. I don't do none of that cheap stuff um, that's more alcohol in it than anything. Can I give you so, a, one of my little secrets I'm, I'm starting to slide into? Yeah, go ahead. So um, I learned this doing the, the clown character I was doing. And in, in the haunt industry, guys like, you know, scent is a big thing. So popcorn spray and um, cotton candy is the big ones that everybody uses. I was like, I don't want to be like that. So I looked online and I was like, you know what? I found an oil company that makes diffuser oils that you can just yeah. mix in water and, it, and just shake it up and spray it, and they make cereal smells. So I used Fruit Loops, and it Mi- smells exactly like what Fruit Loops smell like. Listen, I ain't trying to, to have nobody <laughs> eat me, okay? So, <laughs> so I mean, that, hey, I'm always down for uh, for ideas. You know, I used to carry the clone and Febreze and do a do a mix. Yeah. Uh, but when you people know, right smell Febreze, they know you're trying to cover up some funk. Right, That's, right. And everybody so, knows why they smell. It's like patchouli oil. Everybody knows why <laughs> you smell like that. Right, right. So you know, usually before, you know about two hours out uh, before we start the game. You know, I spray the front and back. Uh, have my fan go into my room to kind of cool the the room down and and dry the shirt. I mean, I don't. I don't take a lid off and just pour it. You know, I do, you know, a couple of sprays and um, do the arms and maybe the fur a little bit. But, uh, you know, I just want to make sure it's dry. And then before I go out, I do kind of a few more squirts on the jersey just to kind of keep it fre- uh, refreshed. But, hey, people love it. So I'm not complaining. I'd rather them say you smell good instead of you smell horrible because <laughs> I've had an experience of like, man, you smell like you – like a wet dog, and I don't, I don't like that, you know. It would you, work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but you know, uh, you know, I, I don't like to, uh, you know, I like to represent the character. If, if something's broke with it, I like to fix it. Um, and you know, like I, I mentioned in one of our private groups, I think you're in it on Facebook, um, mascot tips or something like that. Uh, you know, I, I took a picture of our um, of my hand. I had a glove on, uh, the, like a medical glove. And, you know, I asked other performers, what do y'all use to keep the paw or keep your hand, mascot hands uh, dry? And this is the tip that I learned at one of the camps is 
you know, at that time, the, the performer did wear the like medical gloves um, to keep their hands uh, not soaking wet. Because if you touch, you know, a guy's bald hair and or head and or face, they don't want to feel your 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 hand the all sweaty. There. Right. <laughs> so you know, I, I you know the, when I take look the glove off, is you know I do have wrinkly fingers, but my hands are lasting longer and they're not soaking wet. Um, now, and then underneath, you know, yeah, some of that sweat goes down my arm, but underneath, uh, my, my suit, I have elbow pads and I have knee pads. And especially in hockey, you're on the ice, you can fall at any time if you hit it just right. Uh, so I have that knee, my elbow pads. So if I land on my elbows, it's not hurting. It won't hurt. Knee pads. I've done that for years. Uh, when I was with the rough riders, you know, we were on concrete bending down a lot. So support your knees and you're not, when you go down your knees and see, say how to the little kids or whatnot, you're not hitting concrete to your, to your bare knee. Wear some pads. I have a thin, I have a thin pad, not a big bulky one. I know I did use those, but uh, I have a thinner one now and it, and it helps so much, uh, when you're trying to squat down, uh, concrete the knee and you're not hurting yourself. So that's another tip. You know, I, I'm plugging in that if you're listening, you know, look, look, go to go to your local store, convenient, not, you know, shopping uh, store uh, and, um, you know, go to the sporting goods and look for elbow pads, knee pads. Yeah, I, uh, I've done the same thing. I think I worked with um, Brad Collins, um, who's with Kansas City. Uh-huh. Um, I worked with him, I think. Oh, and he brought he brought Parker at the time was one of my favorite characters all the way from um, Fresno. Yeah, um, yeah. For a game, uh, he came out for uh, Kelly had had me. I had so I had Ozzy. Uh, Brad came out all the way from Fresno for one Raymond's birthday parties, and he had that. He was, you know, knees, ankles. I think he might have had his wrists, um, some wraps on him. And I was like, you know, thinking like, wh- why would you do that? And he's like, man, I'm trying to prolong my career. Right. And that was right. just that's the that was like it clicked. I'm like, you know what? He's right. You know, you don't have to be macho. You don't have to be. I mean, there was a time when I was like probably the last three or four seasons I was doing Ozzy, I'd go into the tape room and get taped up just like the players. Like my yeah. ankles were getting taped and my wrists were getting taped because of the abuse I was putting on my body. Right. And those gym right. floors and just like hockey, that ice is unforgiving. Right. It yes. hurts like hell. If you if you fall just right, I mean your season's done. You can break something. So I think just protecting yourself is a smart thing. Yeah, just I mean, there's been a few times where um the Zams come off the ice and I hit that, that ice just right because it was still fresh and wet and I hit hard, but luckily I fell on my back and, but everybody, you could just tell, just took a deep breath and was like, you hit the floor ice hard. Are you okay? I said, I'm good. I got my elbow pads. I got my knee pads for this reason. So I'm good. Um, and they're like, well, we just want to make sure because you hit the ground hard and we just want to make sure you are right. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I appreciate it. Thank you, you know. Um, and besides just the elbow pads, knee pads, you know, especially in – I know we talked earlier um, about Texas heat being 100 degrees or higher, 90 degrees, and it does not forgive anything. If you're, you know, if you're in that suit, you're cooking. And, uh, and that's another reason why I'm doing it. It's a good weight loss program. That's why I tell people, <laughs> hey, I, I can lose five or ten pounds every other couple of days, you know. Or, you know, after a week long, you know, I'm good. So I will sweat it off. Um, free membership. So, uh, 
But, um, you know, I, a lot of performers, they wear, you know, the regular T-shirt, the cotton T-shirt and, and bulky shorts or big basketball shorts. That's also heavy weight. So when you're sweating, all that sweat, it's just basically being soaked up by them, them cotton shirts and the big basketball shorts. I've kind of minimized that. I go to like a like an Under Armour or a a, a tight fitting uh, underneath clothing mm-hmm. uh, where it's not so, where it's light, but I'm still be able it still breathes and gives me um, uh, you know coolness at the same time. So let's talk about the uh, the OMGs, the Okanagan yeah. mascot games. Yeah. So we're both um, we're both going to be there. We're going to be in Vernon, BC, um, yeah. May eighth through like the twelfth. I think the games are the tenth through the twelfth. Yeah, yeah, yes. Uh, How did yeah. you get involved in that? Listen, I you know <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Let's just let's just say by luck. Uh, you know they were following Biscuit, and um, I don't really know how they even found me on, on Facebook uh, or Instagram or Twitter. I don't even know how they, because Biscuit didn't really have a Twitter or, or Instagram until this year. Uh, he had a Facebook page and it was, it was not very active. I think his last post was uh, before I took over was in 2014 or 15. Wow. Uh, so it's, it, you know, it was kind of dead. Uh, so um, I'm not sure how they really found me. And, and but ever since they found me, uh, I mean, they have fell fell in love with Biscuit. Uh, they they um, you know they asked Biscuit to come to their game uh, in May, um, and you know at first it was just to be just to be there um, as a contestant. And um, as weeks or as months went by, um, they asked if you know if I'll be interested in, in basically leading their boot camp. Uh, and, and, you know, it was, it was just shocking to me, but I'm also humbled at the same time that somebody like me, and, you know, uh, I'm from a small town. I'm actually, I live an hour from uh, the, the arena. Uh, my, where I live is basically 10,000, 11,000 people. So I'm a small kid. I'm a, I'm a country boy. I'm, I'm not really country, but our, our, <laughs> oh, no, we can't tell. No, <laughs> but you know, basically, my little town, my town is a country city. Uh, there is cows here; they do have farmers and stuff like that. But um, we're not like Dallas or or Fort Worth. Uh, we're not that big. So you know, you picking somebody from uh, the Dallas area out of all these states to come and lead the boot camp of your first annual uh, mascot game, I, I think that's pretty humbling. You know, even though I've been out of it for two years, two and a half years, uh, so um, I don't. It, it just speaks volumes, uh, and I've been excited since they have asked me to come and, and uh, uh, help with their games and help with their uh, camp uh, to help those people up there in that area uh, to learn new tricks, how to market their their program, how to brand their social media, um, and just different different traits that I've learned the different tricks that we have shared to, uh, on the show uh, today. Um, and so, you you know, they, they, they do a few plugins for me, and I appreciate it. Uh, you, know, I, I'm, you know, I'm not paying them to always promote me. That's on their own. But, you know, hey, if it will, if it will help our program to, for, for all the way up there in British Columbia, hey, I'm good. 
you know, even our fans are just so shocked that uh, Biscuit is being known, not just in, you know, Florida, because, uh, you know, we you uh, selected Biscuit as the most, what, improved or most revamped program. Yeah, most improved. Uh, yeah, and so, you know, we shared that. You know, we, you know that, that's, a, that's a great thing that we were selected for. And so, you know, I want to share that with our followers and our fans, and especially going to a different country, uh, you know, in Canada, you know, it, it makes them feel good because a part of their team or, or a member of their team, uh, their mascot, um, is going to represent them, you know, in, in Canada. So uh, hashtag best ECHL mascot. <laughs> uh, I see a so, lot of you guys doing that, the ECHL. I mean, I'm a, I'm a former ECHL mascot, too. So yeah. um, I, I, see a, I see a bunch of you guys posting best ECHL mascot. Is that like an inside joke or is that just mm-hmm. a new thing? Well, well, listen, listen. I think I started that, and I have basically used it for every post I do, uh, and, and even our fans are picking it up. So that when they post pictures, they'll put that hashtag, and you know, um, they're. I know they're working on a. I know the league is actually working on its first ever uh, mascot of the year uh, poll. Okay. I I don't know the the date, um, but I know that we have to submit some few things to them and. Then I, uh, I believe they're they're going to open up to fan base and let the fans decide. But you know, I don't know. We we see you know even if you know other te- other fans don't think I'm the best. You know, my people in my city think I'm the best, so I'm good with that. That's, yeah, so, that's all that matters. Now, have you yeah. ever, have you ever been to Canada? No, man, no. So I had to get my passport, and uh, I got it a couple weeks ago. Well, I I submitted for it. And, uh, you know, I'm waiting on that. So hopefully it gets here uh, before I'm, I'm ready to, to fly out. Um, but, yeah, I had to get a passport. And I've never been out of the country. Yeah, so John and I, uh, two, oh, I so wow, it was right before my daughter was born. So four years ago, we were in Calgary doing the podcast. Yeah. And we, we stumbled, not stumbled upon, but we came to love this little place called Tim Hortons. Yeah. So they have Tim Hortons there in town. I've already researched. So we're gonna take you to go get some Tim Hortons. I don't um, trust you. Do you wait, I don't trust. Do you wait? Uh, do you like Dun- uh, Dunkin' Donuts? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Dunkin' right. Donuts has got nothing on Tim Hortons because their coffee's top notch. You drink coffee, right? That's for old people, man. Do you I, drink, I don't hot chocolate. Do you? I drink hot chocolate. Okay. I'll do that. All yeah. right. And do you drink? And do you eat donuts? Yeah, I eat donuts. Who doesn't eat donuts? I'm about to say you got some police in your bloodline. You better eat some donuts. Uh, now, why you gotta go below the belt? See, <laughs> see, I thought I liked you, but now you, <laughs> now you gotta do, bring up the cop hey, donut jokes. Hold on, I that was a freebie earlier when you told me that uh, <laughs> that uh, your Frisco Rough Riders two characters were cousins. I almost said, well, that doesn't mean they still can't date. See, see, <laughs> see, see, this is supposed to be a revised program. Kids are listening. And there you go. <laughs> they, they know. They get it. Yeah, so, I know. Yeah. So we'll be going up to Canada. I'm excited, you know, with the, with the Okanagan mascot games. And uh, like I said, John and I are emceeing um, the whole event. They're trying to get yeah. me now to do some auction. Um, I think it's a joke because I, the, the podcast we recorded yesterday, uh, I drank coffee before it, and apparently I was going 100 miles an hour. Yeah. Um, John and I are trying to keep our podcast to an hour, and I think I tried to stuff two hours of content in it. Yeah, yeah, you kind of went over. Yeah, we uh, uh-huh. we have some fun. You know, like I said, we don't we don't want to we don't I don't we don't like rules. 
as a mascot, I never liked rules. I taught I John to not like rules. <laughs> yeah, I don't like rules either. You know, you know, but I gotta kind of stay in that boundary, you know, so I don't get fired. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna wrap this up, but I can't let you go until we do the infamous twenty questions. All right, I see what I can do. All right, see what you can do. All right, yeah. here we go. I'm gonna so like I said, there's no right or wrong answers. All right. Um, but some, I mean, it could be a dumb answer, but it won't be right or wrong. So, yeah. all right, here we go. 20 questions, no time limit. So we're not going to set a clock. Here we go. What is your favorite day of the week? Uh, when I'm sleeping. Okay. So, so I guess Saturday. What board game do you hate? All of them. Do you have a favorite band? No, I don't. I listen to some, but no. Do you have a favorite singer? Oh, I can't say that I do. I, I, you know, I like various singers. I, I don't know, man. That's a, that's a tough one. Man, just say the name. We're not going to make fun of you. I mean, no, if you want to say like Michael Bolton, we're not going to make fun of you. No, no, I wasn't going to say that. All Dolly right. Parton. Let's just say Dolly Parton. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, where do you? Where would you like to go on vacation? Uh, New York. Okay. Do frogs have ears? How do I know? I don't know that. Okay. Uh, it's no. pizza, it's, can pizza be considered a breakfast food? Yes. Uh, who was your first celebrity crush? Oh, okay. So you're probably going to make fun of me. Uh, either Whoopi or Serena Williams. Okay, Serena. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah. Why would I make fun of you over that? Uh, well, not Serena, not Serena, but more okay. Whoopi. I, I, I'd let that one go through one ear out the other. <laughs> <laughs> Kids are listening. Anyway, yeah. um, what's your favorite sport? Ooh, tennis or baseball. What's the last thing you bought and later returned? Um, a pair of jeans that I didn't like, but I didn't want to, I didn't want to try them on at the store until I got home. Uh, guys, don't try them on at the store. You know, no, my size no. is my size. Yeah, but my wife hates that. Okay. Try, try them on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boxing or MMA? Boxing. If you could live inside any Disney movie, what would it be? Toy Story. Um, let's see. How were you punished as a kid? I was grounded for three months. Ooh, what'd you do? Me and my brother got into a fight uh, at school, and uh, let's just say it, it was pretty bad. Nice. Um, yeah. Who's the most famous person you've ever met? Uh... Tony Roma, when we were at uh, camp in California a few years back. Wow. All right. Star Wars or Lord of the Rings? Star Wars. What Olympic event do you think you'd be pretty good at? Oh. Uh, what's the one with the uh, uh, it's in the Winter Games? It's the with the concrete uh, ball they, they shuffle down. Oh, you know what I'm uh, oh yeah. Sh- not shuffleboard. Um the one, yeah, um, good. Oh, you had to, uh, um, where they had the sticks and they, yeah, and they got the little yeah. rooms and they, they, they right. clean the ice. Um, yeah, I can't think of it, we but you do, know what I'm talking they about. They do it here in Jacksonville. That's the weirdest thing. Yeah. Somebody's, yeah, like somebody's listening to the podcast right now going, it's this, you dummies, but I can't yeah. think of it. Uh, I'm sorry, those for listeners. You know, I'm, I'm from Texas. We don't have snow. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> who would play you in a movie about your life? Oh, who would play me? Oh, man. Um, ooh, I don't know. I don't know. Who would play me? You, John. John would play me. 
Okay. If they would make a TV series based on your life, how many se- how many seasons would it last? One month. Nice. Are you hammer or cheese? I'm sorry, ham or turkey? I was like, what? what? Yeah. Uh, ham. Okay. Uh, what's your favorite type of pizza? Pepperoni and beef. Beef? Well, really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, all so right. wait, wait, you asked me, so why are you questioning my answer? I just, I've never heard somebody say beef as a, as a pizza. I'm yeah, sorry, beef, so like, like hamburger. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me correct that. Beef and, or hamburger and pepperoni. It must be a Texas thing. Okay, whatever. Next question. <laughs> all right, last one. <laughs> If you could go back in time to any point, where would you go? Um, any point. Oh, man. Uh, any point in life. I would want to go back and, and, and see or talk to Dr. Dr. King uh, live uh, in person. Okay. Yeah, that's a good answer. I like that answer. Yeah, I, I would like to go just go talk to him for a little bit. I think he was he was brilliant, way beyond yes. his time, and I think right. we, we lost that. And unfortunately, we don't seem to want to get it back. Right. So, yes, I agree. Um, so before we go, um, something I've, I I remember seeing on your timeline way in the past that I have to bring up just because it cracks me up. Anyway, let's talk about being a mime. Oh, being a mime. Uh, so uh, basically, it's the same thing as being a, a in the character. You don't talk, so you use your hands. Um, I've um, um, it, it's kind of what you think, but you basically dance to, uh, gospel music. Um, and you, you know, you paint your face and you wear white gloves, but just not the normal, uh, striped black and white sh- uh, shirt and the pants. So it's more of a spiritual thing, okay. like a spiritual dance. So it's a mind ministry. Um, uh, and it, it first started in Hawaii, uh, where this lady, uh, this girl, uh, her her father was a preacher, and the the mime basically came from their dance style in Hawaii, and so it just formed and, and progressed over the years. Uh, that one's kind of it's it's weird how it started. Um, I, you know, I'm I'm big into faith and religion, and and uh, you know, uh, God actually, you know, when I, I I guess woke up one day, you know, I've you know, I was listening and, you know, he said, like, hey, I want you to basically research this this ministry. And so in 2009, I did some researching and um, I started the, the ministry at, at our church and, you know, started to travel. Um, I was, you know, I was well liked um, and I went to uh, Birmingham. I went to Oklahoma, Louisiana, all over Texas uh, my first two years, uh, and then my first, my, my child was born, my first child was born. And so I kind of took a break, uh, for a, a few years. Um, I'm, I'm not as heavy in it as I was, um, due to my, my job that I have, um, but I still do it, uh, every now and then. So it's very, you'd be surprised how many people it, it, it hits when they see, you know, uh, myself performing, basically a silent praise dance or a silent dance with music uh, from like Kurt Franklin, uh, Marvin Sapp, uh, and then Shirley Seizure, you know, some of those gospel uh, singers out there. And it just kind of reflects 
on their, I guess, their past and where they were and where they are now. And so, you know, when they come and say, hey, man, this was powerful, you know, um, I, I, there's, there's a bunch of ministries, my ministries out there, uh, and I'm not knocking none of them, um, but there's some that just do it for the entertainment, and that's basically it. And, you know, there's people like myself that basically, you know, it's just a conversation between you and, 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 you know, your, your God and stuff like that. And, you know, sometimes I forget they're even, they're even watching in the pool, in the pews or wherever, or wherever I'm at. I've been at a, done in the park or done at, um, um, a, a, con- a concert. Um, so I forget people are watching and it's just basically a conversation, uh, with, you know, m- you know, my God and, um, and myself. And, and a lot of times it overwhelms me, and I basically, you know, I'm not crying, but you know, even though I schedule practice a performance or the routine, you know, sometimes it, you know I get overwhelmed myself, and and that's not because I'm out of shape or anything. It just how the whole atmosphere is, it is at that time. Yeah, and I think one one of the things I was getting at though is with your miming background, like we've talked before, and and, and improv has always come up as one of those tools that you can learn. Right to, to be, and miming's really never come up much. But in fact, I mean, basically, what a mascot is is a mime. Correct. Yes, uh, it, it is. And, and you know, at, you know, I'm a I'm a full time or I'm a nine one dispatcher uh, where I dispatch police, fire, and all that stuff. And so I'm constantly talking. And even when the officers, uh, they were like, "How do you do it?" I'm like, "Do what?" And they're like, you talk all day here, all the time. You even crack up jokes. You make, you know, all that stuff. How do you get in suit and not say a, uh, a mumbling word? And I'm like, it's, it's easy. You know, it, I've been doing it for so long. Uh, you know, you basically just, you're miming um, to, to the fans. And, you know, your movements are 20 times bigger. And, uh, you know, it, it how you deliver the message is how how fans will get it uh like biscuit you know he has basically a smile on his face the entire time you know no out no uh eyebrows or nothing like that so um when when some somebody says something smart or or calls biscuit fat how i turn the head and look at that person like what you call me you call me fat you know and i use my hands you know people crack up because they're like it, how you basically per- perform inside the suit, we know what you're saying. You ain't saying a word, but we know what you're saying because just how your gestures are with the head, with your hands, and with your body type. So that's big. That's <coughs> excuse me. That's really important. Is study. You know, go go study mom. Um, um, you know, go go to YouTube and. Uh, study uh, other, other performers, other mascots, and, and that's how you learn and never stop, never stop learning. And, and that's where um, you know you get better. Uh, so it, if that's a resource, you know that you brought up uh, as mom, you know, yeah, you basically are moming, but you don't have makeup on. You're you have a fur fur suit on. So you know, find find those resources like that to you know go in the mirror and, and just basically do a move how can you deliver that make sure that's that's how you want it to be 
All right, that's a good. Uh, I think that's a good way to wrap this up. Um, yeah, I think keep learning is a, is, a, is a valuable lesson. Right. Yeah. And even though I've been in twenty years, you know, I'm still learning. So you know, as long as you're willing to learn and keep growing, you know, you'll be good. All right, Tim. I do appreciate you joining us on the unsuited interviews. Um, you know, definitely we're going to have to hang out when we're in uh, in British Columbia. I mean, yeah, we're going to see a lot of each other. I think. Yeah, we'll do a we'll do a uh, reunited episode, and John can sit that one out because I think I'm taking over his spot. You should. I'll tell him. Yeah. I'll tell him that he's uh, he's been bumped already. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, John. It's all right. <laughs> all right, man. Um, all right. We'll see you in a couple months, man. Take it easy. All right, you too. Bye. Uh, all right, bye.